Um, I just wanted to um, echo what Paul said earlier about the children. Um, just, you know, in and out of the room, it's okay for them to be sad and to see us sad. And we can explain to them, you know, simply we're sad because our friend has died and that he's with Jesus and let them ask questions. So I just want to encourage parents, grandparents, carers, you know, let your kids talk to you and ask you questions. It's a good thing for them. None of us thought we'd be here today without our friend Steve. We're so shocked by his sudden death. And we're all so sad. We're full of grief. Sometimes we're numb. It's like being on a roller coaster, you know. It's like so up and down. And I just feel like loads of times I don't know what to do or say. And especially coming here this morning, I was just like, God, I really don't know what to say. So I just did what we need to do and talk to Jesus and ask him to help. And I didn't know what to do, but he, he steps in and he helps us. So um, in the last couple of days, I felt like God reminded me about an amazing book I read a wee while ago. It's written by our friend Alan Emerson from Emmanuel Church in Lurgan um, after his young wife Lindsay died of cancer. And he wrote it. 10 years after her death. It's called Luminous Dark. It's a brilliant book. And it's a message of hope which comes out of just anguish. And in the book, um, when I started to reread it, he talks about whitewater rafting. <laughs> and that made me smile so much because a couple of years ago, we went whitewater rafting with the Fugards in Spain. Um, I couldn't find a photo of us doing it, but um, Nathan showed me yesterday had a wee video of them doing it the year before that. The Fugards are always the trailblazers and finding the fun. So they found it first and then they brought us. So hopefully if it works, we've got this wee clip and we're gonna see the whitewater rafting. I don't think there's sound because it's Nathan's GoPro, but you'll get the gist from the pictures. A wee bit of sound. I think they got a big bit stuck in this ledge, which they weren't meant to. <laughs> So the wee German family in the boat probably didn't know what had hit them, having them lead them in all the songs down the river. Um, well, in Alan's book, he talks about whitewater rafting, but 
I think what you saw there was pretty tame compared to what he was talking about because he went in Africa in the Nile and there was really giant rapids sweeping the raft along and submerging it. And he said, at one point they capsized and it was like being in a giant washing machine. You're underwater, the waves are overpowering, you know, that feeling you feel like you're never going to come back up. And I think that can describe the early days of grief when you lost, lose someone close to you. It's so acute. Sometimes you're drifting along the river, then sometimes the waves come crashing over and the rapids are intense. And you think, I don't know how I'm going to get through this or survive this. But to get through it, you have to get back to the raft. And I was thinking, what's the raft for us? You know, what are the things that's going to help us keep going, get along? And we just need people who'll understand, people who aren't going to try and fix us or make us move forward when we're not ready. We need people to just be with us in the place where we are, be present in the pain. And it's also really good to find words to identify with in our grief and pain and brokenness. And we just need to open the Bible and we can find words like that. You know, when you look in the Bible, it's full of lament, songs, prayers, petitions of suffering and heartache. And I think sometimes we don't really notice it so much until we actually need it. You know, at times like this, we'll probably read the Bible with new eyes and it becomes even more meaningful. And we just need Jesus so much at times like this. Someone said in the house, there's nowhere else to go. And that's true. There's nowhere else to go. And one of the best ways to encounter him is through his word. And as we connect with the Bible, we might find some, we've missed some emotion and rawness that we hadn't seen before. And I've just got a few verses that are a real example of that. Um, Lamentations 1.16. This is why I weep and my eyes overflow with tears. No one is near to comfort me, no one to restore my spirit. My children are destitute because the enemy has prevailed. Lamentations 3.48 Streams of tears flow from my eyes because my people are destroyed. I have cried out until the tears no longer come. My heart is broken. My spirit is poured out in agony. Lamentations 2.11 Oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears that I might wait day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Jeremiah 1.9 those verses are in his word, and because of that, it shows us that God knows. God understands this place. He understands the rawness, the grief, the agony that we experience when we lose someone so dear, someone so beloved. And he gives us words to comfort us when we just feel that darkness and sadness. The Bible makes space for pain. And we've said it so many times before in our church, haven't we? Jesus showed emotion and he understands ours. And that's why we say, come as you are, don't pretend. Um, <clears throat> when you go rafting, when we were rafting, you have a guide in the front of the boat. And he shouts left and you have to put your oar in the left. And then we were all shouting, row, row, row. And that's what we need to keep doing together. We need to put our paddles in and keep rowing. If we don't keep rowing, we'll drift into the reeds and get stuck. But maybe sometimes some of us need to be on the edges rowing and we need to take turns. Some of us need to be in the middle, just taking a wee rest. But we'll just take turns and sometimes we just need to row. 
And just as the guides in the raft show us where to row and what speed to go at, the Psalms and the Bible shout the words of lament to us. And we're going to keep going in the presence of Jesus because we're in the raft together. Maybe one of us will feel overwhelmed and submerged. Maybe it will feel like we've fallen overboard. But the rest of us are going to pull each other back into the raft. And you know, it's amazing at times like this, you really learn that God knows what you need in certain moments. If you're at the Christmas service in our church, you'll remember that I shared about a young father of three boys who died last year. He was a pastor in America, and I've been following his young widow on Instagram ever since, and she's amazing. I talked about them at Christmas, and I could not believe it on Friday, the day after Steve's death, when I saw what she had posted. I posted it on Facebook, so you might have already read it or seen it, but I wanted to read it out this morning because it just summed up everything I needed on Friday. So there's a picture of her and her little boys. She's amazing. Um, so it, she just wrote, Through my own grief journey, I've just had a taste, a taste of the ugly, debilitating darkness, a taste that's filled me with new compassion and empathy and has broken my heart all over again for my Andrew. What I've learned through this season is you can love Jesus and still wrestle with the darkness. You can be a Christian and still feel disconnected from joy, distant from peace and far from hope. It isn't a sin issue, a faith issue or a heart issue. It's a health issue. Life is hard and sometimes our mind takes a toll. When I'm sitting in my own darkness, unable to see past the pain, I imagine Jesus sitting right beside me. He isn't trying to fill the silence with noise. He isn't quoting scripture or shaming me for my feelings. Instead, he's simply present, present with me in the pain and patient with me in the journey. When we sit with someone who's hurting, we might just catch a glimpse of what it's like from their point of view and their hashtag that they always write, God's got this. And the other night I heard Hannah whisper that to someone, God's got this. You know, at times like this, there are not really many words. We just need to say, can I sit with you? Can I be present? We'll be with Jesus together. We just really feel like scripture is going to comfort us in these days. And Paul has just some scriptures that he's just going to come and share. And we're just going to sit quietly and he's going to lead us as we kind of reflect on them. So, so uh, I have a number of scriptures that I'm going to read through together twice. And uh, it's an opportunity to allow God's word to speak and for God's word to uh, bring comfort and uh, so in a moment I'm going to ask you ask us all just to close our eyes and and then I'm just going to read the scriptures through a couple of times and just kind of guide us in, in a time of just reflecting and allowing God to speak so if you'd like to close your eyes and just still your heart 
and be present to Jesus and allow Jesus to be present to you. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. As I read those verses through a second time, a little slower, I'd like you to insert yourself into the words, your name, your being. And there will be words in amongst those verses that, will, that God will choose to speak directly to you personally. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. God is our refuge 
and strength. An ever-present help in trouble. Blessed are those who mourn. For they will be comforted. Now just sit quietly. Sit with Jesus. Sit with those words. Sit with whichever word or words God spoke most strongly to you about. And now allow Jesus to minister to you.